uh, I guess we'll just say we're talking to Dylan Nelson about all things Dylan Nelson. Uh, I'd say um, introduce the fact that Dylan, like before this chat, we asked Dylan to send us some of like the sets that he's um, most proud of in his life, and he all, he sent us those and a bunch of other material besides. <laughs> all right, wicked. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to the Buy One Eight podcast with Alex. Uh, I'm Alex Pearson Jones. This show is about powerlifters, but not just about powerlifting. Each week we discuss the experiences of lifters as it relates to sport and our lives as a whole. Sometimes these talks confirm our biases, and sometimes they do not. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider hitting subscribe, leaving a comment, letting us know what you want to hear more of in the future. Uh, we have Dylan Nelson on the show with us today, and. We asked Dylan to send over some videos and talk about things that he was kind of most proud of across his powerlifting career. Um, and he sent us that and a whole lot more. So we've got a whole lot to unpack with Dylan today about his his career, different things that have happened and different experiences that we've had shared and not shared through powerlifting. Right. So um, Dylan, thank you for joining us, man. In terms of where we're going to start, um, I, I guess for the listener who doesn't know you, um, I'll introduce you. You've been a competitive 83 kilo junior um, in British powerlifting for a few years now. Um, and uh, I mean, I love watching you lift mostly because you're, you're so animated and there's so much energy, much like, you know, old school days of like Stephen Manuel and, and some of those, some of those guys. So, um, you know, you definitely bring a lot of energy to the platform and I, Samuel and I got together and thought you'd make a fantastic guest. And also you were requested by the audience a couple of times. Um, oh, really? Yeah, man. Yeah. Fan favorite. Yeah. Um, and I, I figured it'd be a great, a great opportunity to kind of uh, chat about training, chat about maybe how things have changed for you over the last few years um, and just some like big sets. So we kind of want to just like tell a lot of stories today, have a lot of fun and, and have a lot of laughs about mistakes that we've made, shenanigans, all sorts of stuff. So um I guess a good place for, for me to start is you're, you've had a lot of success in squatting. And I know that there are a lot of some of these uh, sets that you sent over have been pretty famous. What is your favorite squat that you've, you've done? I'd say the best ever squat session I've had. See, this is, I haven't actually sent you this one. This was on Instagram. It's when I went down, you know, obviously, you know, Luke Richardson's gym, the trench yes. I went down there like for a session and I think I tripled 260 as a warm-up, then tripled 275, and that was meant to be my top set. And then I tripled 285, and it was, like, easy. It was, like, I couldn't believe how easy it was. And uh, I think the world record at the time was only 298. And, like, that really, like, got me on the, like, the, like, the thing, like, oh, my God, I'm actually going to break this world record. So, obviously, that didn't happen in the end. But, like, that's what I heard. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's definitely my best triple, best session of all time. And like, I even bench like I think I tripled like a one fifty five bench as well. And that like, that's like actually really good for me at the time. That was um, I haven't hit that since. And uh, like, that do you is, think uh, it was the do you think it was the gym you were in that that made it as like the session that it was? Oh yeah, yeah, it is good. Like the the atmosphere is it's like it's amazing. Peter, did you find that um, that session? Yes, I am, I'm looking at it right now, and uh, I mean, he's got a pretty good spotting crew there too in terms of squatting, like, Hall of Famers. You know, like, he's, he's got Josh Greenfield on his back spot and Luke Richardson on his left. You know, like, you're not, you're not going to not show up for a squat high over that with, with those two there. Um, I mean, yeah, man, Luke, Luke's, uh, 
So for the, for the audience who, who maybe don't know, uh, Luke Richardson, the Samuel, you all know lots of stats on Luke Richardson, right? He was the first. <laughs> Let me get this right. Go on. He's Go the on. youngest man ever to total over a thousand kilos in sleeves. Yes, the only junior ever to do that. Uh, raw. Tested as well. Don't forget. As as well as doing it in the IPF. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So stiff bar makes a difference. Sure, two hour weigh-ins, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, so Luke, that's Luke's gym up at the Strength Shed, and uh, at the time when Dylan was training there, there was a, a whole a massive group of really really strong lifters up there and lifting, and that was so that 2018 would have taken you. When was that? That was December 2018. So you were speaking about a world record that you were maybe going for later yeah. that year. So what was kind of um, at the time, what was the what was the goal for you and what were you trying to lead into? Uh, yeah, so that would have been training for Worlds in Sweden. That would have been the next comp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, even on the lead up to that, again, later on, I doubled to 95. In the lead up to that comp, and there, uh, what? It's just, I'm what? This yeah, a double two ninety five. Fuck. And the world record was only two ninety eight, so I was like, Jesus Christ, this is. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, going to break this world record. And uh, I just like I've got this flaring up back injury, and it always seems to just come on. And when it comes on, uh, it really does write me off. And I just it just came on, and I had like really toned down training. In the end, I think I only started oh ah. I got red on my second of 287 and a half. That's right. No, that's right. I got red on my second. So then Jason was like, oh, you've got to retake that. And because uh, I wanted to try and break it on my third, but obviously I got red on my second. So I only ended up scoring 287, which was still a goal. But I was mm. sick. I find it at the time. I think it might have been. No, you, it wouldn't have been a European record, would it? Was it a European record at yeah. the time? It was. Open. Open. European record. <laughs> 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 so what happened with your 287 then was it at worlds was it a little bit high or did you just not make it or what was the no nah, well i think well there's a video somewhere uh it, it looked deep enough for me but obviously i've got a lot of like controversial squats yeah it looked deep enough for me but uh but that, that's what the call was on right at the time yeah. the only thing that i'm quite happy about is now the record is 290 is it 291 anyways what what that's that says like it's got an extra year on it, so it hasn't been, that record hasn't been broken for an extra year, even though it would have been by me. Do you know what I mean? Just because it's like a long and sta- long, that's the only like silver line that I can see from that. All right, well, let's talk about some of the sets that you sent us, Peach. Where should we um, where should we start with these clips? I've got a few different ideas. One of them could very well be starting off with. Um, the uh like your first competition we could start there um because that was a very scary clip for me to watch because i just did not know what to expect and uh that's the very first one that you sent over samuel and um Mm -hmm. you're on some beautiful old school uh ivanko chrome plates in what looks like i mean what do you remember what year this was in dylan let me get right i was i think i was was (laughs) holy shit What the fuck? I'm gonna say 20, 2040, 2014, maybe. So you must have been pretty young, right? Like 18, 19, yeah. something like that. First ever competition that I've ever done, yeah. So I mean, you know, obviously pretty sizable squat for someone's first ever competition for sure. Um, yeah. 
and basically you you approach the bar here and you you're pretty hyped in classic like Dylan Nelson fashion and uh you like jar into the bar which we see some people do right they kind of like really dig in and kind of slam into the bar and it just uh pops out the wreck and just no, well, flies down to the ground what i think it was is i've never until then like free squat i never squatted on a combo before and this is what i think and oh, I to, okay so i had my feet too far forward and as i've lifted it off i've just been totally off balance so i've just went back with the bar do you know what i mean because i wasn't like my feet weren't underneath us Mm-hmm. So then I've just like I ended up like smashing the rack, like literally the rack broke. I had to swap out the racks in between. And shit. <laughs> oh god! Everyone, like really was like giving us evil eyes like for the rest of the competition. And that um, was yeah. so. Was that the third squat in your competition? That was like your final yeah. attempt. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And did yeah. that fa- did that phase you at the time? Like, was that like scary, yeah. or were you just a bit like, oh? No, because it looks like I was all right. Uh, you know what I find funny? Uh, someone screams on it. Come on, spotters! As if like they had any chance to ever like, <laughs> like as if like spotters have got like that split second. Uh, yeah, but I was actually all right. It was just like the rap that was a bit knackered. Once again, all these clips are going to be available on our Instagram page at x188. So you can just go look at them while you're listening to this episode. But the reason I reacted so loudly just now when I watched it for the first time was that it it's just abrupt chaos. Like Dylan's there, like with the bar on his back, and then suddenly like. The bar kind of just flies off in one direction. He flies off another direction, yeah, and it's just is, like that is carnage. Yeah. I mean, that would have scared the life out of me, man. If I was, if that had been my first experience of the first comp, it. Uh, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, you do kind of pop out and like, like it's almost like happened so fast. You kind of don't know what has happened. Yeah, um, yeah. I can remember. Um, is that like the worst thing of that kind that's happened to you at a competition, or have there been other oh. calamities? And um, yeah, well, well, God. The amount of time I've crapped my pants squatting, Jesus! Like, but I think I think that's probably the worst. Like, that looks bad, but yeah, on almost every third attempt, like that's like my top tip: always bring a second pair of kegs because you never know when you're going to need them. Like, uh, you've got to make sure you bring a second pair. You've got to. So one of my one of a bit of a I guess like a bit of a long-standing joke within the I guess within the British team about kind of Dylan and about referees and squats is um you went for a british record i believe it was at the time uh which is one of the videos you've also sent over um and understandably i think it was it was 290 293 and like you know a lot of emotion energy goes into this lift um we've got a, a front angle here and um it was controversially um not not given to yourself um and you know it's one of these things that i I don't want to talk bad on the refereeing decisions or whatever but i do kind of want to dig into like some of like the emotional state that you get into and kind of uh how you felt after grinding out an absolutely massive squat like that yeah it was obviously i need i was trying everyone knows that the british like it's to get on the squad you know for the next year and uh i was like it's a whole, well, for another segue for later, but obviously I was on the team last the year before, but I didn't go to Canada. So I was like, right, I need to make sure that I win this to like, to like cement position for next year. So everything, training was going unreal, right? So I get on the platform, got 275, quite easy. And it was high. And I was like, oh my God, like I got failed on the first. So then I jumped to 280 and uh, I go a bit deeper. I get, get, I think I get two to one, might even be three. 
and I'm like, right, okay, uh, I really need to like still smash this now. So I load up 293 and like I, I really was like just like focusing on like everything like this is like you really need to like prove that like you deserve a space. And uh, I just got in and it felt so heavy on my back, so heavy, even warming up. Uh, like my legs were a bit shaky or like because of the weight cut. Uh, so I was like, I squatted down and it felt, honestly, personally, it felt so much cheaper. But I'm not sure if that's like because like, I, I leant forward a bit as well. So I felt lower, if you know what I mean. Like I folded hmm. a bit under the weight. And uh, like, so then trying to get it up, it was like still pushing me over foot. And I was like shaking it up like this. <laughs> and then, I got it up and I was like, oh my God, that's even deeper. Oh my God, that's it. So I, and it must have been like a three, four second actual like grind from bottom to top. So I was writing and I'm like, get it, like, yeah. And then all the you just see everyone go, oh, what? Like that. <laughs> and I just see the, the white lights, the red lights, and I'm like, no. I just start like looking at everywhere, going, really? <laughs> and uh, then I just like, I was like so good. And that like really affected the rest of the comp. Because uh, yeah. from my bench, I was like, oh, knock it down five. Like literally, I don't think I can do it. And uh, my third bench absolutely flew. So, like, I, I, if I squatted the 293, I know I would have had more in the rest of the lifts. Do you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I would have been so buzzing before getting that third squat. But, yeah, I ended up coming third, actually, in that song. I think I came third to Sal and Scott Webb. Yeah. It's not, not a bad performance, like, no. <laughs> overall, you know? Nothing to be too upset about. Um, yeah. And it's, like... It's heartbreaking with that squat because like, it is like a you know your chest is like on your knees right like yeah. the bottom like you're all the way down there. None of us can see or will ever see what the referees saw. So like I'm not I'm not trying to relitigate this right now because for fuck's sake there was so much talk about it at the time. But um, it's just <laughs> it it's one of those again every now and then. <laughs> it, like I think it's just one of those lifts that like you go to a powerlifting comp hoping to see you know. Like, it's this huge attempt. It's like the whole competition could like be changed by this, yeah. a massive grind. The guy makes it, stands up, and then to, it's, you know, it's like, I was gonna make a, a, an inappropriate comment, but like, it's a highly disappointing when it doesn't, um, when it doesn't come together. Oh yeah, I was good, like, proper good. And the thing is, you know what's weird? That's still the heaviest attempt I've ever made in the comp. I've still squatted like loads more in the gym for doubles and triples, whatever, but that is still the heaviest squat I've ever done in a comp. Well, not really because it didn't count, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so that year then, so Sal must have aged out and that's why you got a spot in the in the team? Is that what happened? Yeah. Or did, yeah. Uh, what happened is because, because the, yeah, Sal left. I think, yeah, Sal won. Sal left. And then because me and Scott were like, so me, Scott and uh, Jack, I don't know how to pronounce his surname, whatever, Sol whatever it is. Soljevic. Yeah, some mad name. Anyways, us three then. <laughs> Uh, we went down squads and they were like there was like a squad session and we had to like make weight and everything again. And then I, I think I ended up winning that and then that's why I got like first position on the team like for that year. I do I do remember that. That was um yeah, that was at uh it was at super training, wasn't it? Yeah, I was there. I squatted two nights two and a half at super training. Yeah, and you got white lights. Yeah, counting it, I made weight. And yeah, that was my second attempt as well. I actually tried 300 on my third and got buried. <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely. <laughs> I remember I was in the spotting team for that, just absolutely bricking it, having no idea what was going to happen. Um, but you were fine. You were fine in the end. Yeah. Um, so, so just to, just to explain to like the audience who might not know what squads is. So uh, over here in the UK, we'll often host kind of like a. I guess something of a training session. Uh, the the situation that Dylan was explaining was probably a bit of a rare circumstance, I guess, but it's it's often used for some of the coaching staff and some of the referees that are based in the UK to basically make sure that the lifters are lifting to a standard that we're kind of happy with and to kind of touch base and make sure that lifters aren't too far away from their weight classes and things like that. So I think it was you you guys had to make weight, didn't you? All three of you. Yeah, yeah. But I think normally, I think normally it's like between. I think you have to be within three or four percent of your weight class at the time. I think when I when I went to squad squads the previous year, I think it had to be eighty four eight so whatever that is. Eighty four eight. Yeah, so I think that's four. I think that's four percent maybe. Whatever it is. Uh, no, it's got to be less than that. Three percent maybe. But yeah, like you have to kind of be within like touching distance. Um, so yeah, I mean that's pretty. Um, that's pretty hectic. The situation that you guys had is you basically had to near enough compete again right the three yeah, between the three of you you had to um we had to duke it out to see who was going to be who we were going to take um and even then i think we ended up actually taking two of you we ended up taking yourself yeah, and scott webb yeah. um which was which was cool like um you both did really really well and had a really good time in sweden which is which is great and uh the same at, at europeans and then your uh, your british record that you set in 2017 was 290.5 uh, 290.5 yeah so um i mean pretty fantastic a long way clear of you know the m1 record and obviously the the under 23 and the open record are both both what, yours what's the record? same oh, yeah 290.5 oh. so the under 23 and the open record are the same um so i guess man the i guess one question that like i've i i've only kind of just really thought of now is um you're you know you're kind of eking progress right you're maybe getting five kilos a year and maybe an extra rep on your squat like what must what must that be like because it's for anyone that's gotten under like a heavy heavy squat like it's not the most comfortable experience in the world um so what, what's your kind of mindset when it comes to particularly squat training because that's kind of what we've spoken about so much and and also kind of like you know what what keeps you getting back under the bar no, it's got to be. This is why I'm struggling a bit at the minute. It's got to be the atmosphere with the with the lads. Do you know what I mean? Or whoever, like lads and lasses. Uh, it's so much better in a powerlifting gym. Uh, that's like if anyone does powerlifting who isn't in a powerlifting gym, try and go at least once a week because it, to me, anyways, it makes all the difference. Everyone who's there who just enjoys doing the same thing, just egging each other on, going for it. It's, that that is a big part of it for me. Like that's why when I'm working away, and I'm not at a gym and I'm just like, like, a, like a pure gym or something like that it's like it, it does affect me that's why I always yeah. try and find like the closest powerlifting gym to where I'm at that's definitely a big thing mm-hmm. I have so much respect for people who can have a good session at pure gym I'm like you must have a like an unbreakable spirit well that's where Ash trained didn't he well when he, when he was like uh, when lockdown wasn't the thing he mm. just like yeah. goes into the gym and just smashes like whatever all the time. It's like, what? How are you doing that, mate? Like, what? What? You <laughs> Do you find it hard to think that you know you squatted two ninety point five in twenty seventeen, and and you know, a year or two later we've added three or four kilos to that? Because I mean, it must be, it must be difficult getting under such heavy loads so often for, you know, incremental it, gains. Like I say, the the 
training leading up to it is always so much better. But it's just the comp. I'm always like, I'm, that injury just seems to flare up, you know, when I'm like really pushing, like, to try and like beat. Because like, actually, the squat hasn't went up. It's actually went down since 2017. My, my best last year was 2019. I only shot 288. So it's actually RCLs down in terms of competition progress. But uh, yeah, but, but it doesn't really, it's annoying, obviously. And thirds at Euros, uh, that thirds at Euros, literally, the injury got that bad that uh, I just stopped doing my programming altogether. And I was doing one swap per week, just a single. That's all I was doing. But I wasn't, for like the last month, all I was doing was like a heavy single every Monday because I couldn't do any reps because the pain was that bad. So I still, I got me 288s, chipped my record. And then I went to go for 295 and a half as my third. And I just got buried again by that. Absolutely buried. Literally didn't even like inch up. Um, that, I'll be back. That's tough. As a 74, hopefully, but I'll be back. Right, Is that the plan? A, yeah, let's talk a little bit about this still. Oh. So, um, you mentioned this in passing to me when when you came down to um, when you came down to my gym in Basingstoke when you were working on a, a project down there. Um, but the uh, sort of looked at you and I was like, Dylan, you seem a little bit smaller and much leaner than when I last saw you. Like, what's what's the plan? Um, so typically, like, what 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 kind of things have you experienced with that water cut? So, like, what what are you kind of uh, you mentioned kind of shaky legs, and it, I'm guessing it gets better throughout the day. Like, as you get more hydrated, you feel a little bit better. Yeah. What I've what like I've learned to do is literally take water and food into the skills room into the and like as soon it literally as soon as you set up the skills, start rehydrating and eating. Like the, that's you've got two hours, so you literally need to use every minute to get everything back in as fast as you can so i mean you know you, your body composition was good right like you were pretty lean like it's not like you were carrying loads of body fat around at 88 89 kilos so what spurred on your decision to potentially compete down at 74 the only reason being really uh was obviously i was jumping from juniors to senior and i just thought right i want i actually do want to do something for comps next year and i think it's going to be pretty hard to catch on so I thought I'm gonna try and drop down and uh, just see how I how I could do in that class. That that was literally it. Just so I wanted to still go and do something international comp. Well, obviously not happening anymore. But that was the initial plan. It wasn't. For, it was hmm. literally to do, do two competitions and then go back up. Hmm. Or three. I wanted to qualify, then do the British, and then hopefully do Euros. That was the three comps I wanted to do. And did you have a, your eye on anything in particular in the 74s? Like, were there any... Oh, yeah. I remember going to Euros in a... In bloody... Where was it again? Oh, Lithuania. I remember there in Lithuania. And I remember watching the 74s, and I saw that the, the open European record was, like, 258. And I thought, what, is that it? Like, 258. <laughs> so I just thought, yeah. you know what? Maybe I can, like, do 258 and a half as, as a 74. Like, surely I'm not going to lose that much. But... That was like the initial little spurring on, just try and break the squat record. Yeah, I remember watching Dallas. this thing. Oh, is this like the 66s or something? <laughs> no, I'm joking. But yeah, I, was, I remember watching it and thinking, <laughs> uh, hmm, maybe, maybe hmm. If, I, if I can get down there, I might, surely I can do 259. And do you find doing a water cut like that um, kind of psychologically tiring? No, I, as I like well? actually invited now. I'm like, right. 
the competition started 10 days out like it's time to walk up like it feels cool. you can't do it feels weird to not walk it now like like uh-huh. you know uh, i'm not sure if you know james though you know Justin. yeah he said the same like he 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 went up to 83 and they said it felt so weird like going into a comp not like trying to die before the competition <laughs> it doesn't feel like you're comp- competing as hard if that makes any sense whatsoever yeah i guess yeah, there's this of. like there's this weird like uh hardship right going in and like yeah. you have yeah. to you have to complete these tasks before you're kind of yeah. like allowed to compete right so i guess for anyone that's listening that's not that familiar with what a water cut is like people will significantly increase their water intake uh as a way to upregulate certain hormones that basically make you excrete water and then very rapidly remove the water you continue peeing and you basically have this kind of artificial weight loss that exists basically whilst you're dehydrated. Um, and there are some other things that go into it, but just kind of like, uh, I might work up to 12. I've even been as high as 14 liters before when I had to cut from like 102 down to 93. Um, and like, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty psychologically tiring. Right. And, uh, I, I guess I can totally see where you're coming from in terms of you, um, I guess while every time you're like going to fill up your water or whatever, you must be thinking like, oh, I get to compete soon. Like I've only got to get through three more days of 10 liters and two days of 14 liters and then I'll be fine. Um, which is um, something that I've actually never really considered before. And I haven't really had to water cut much since going to 105, but like that's uh, presumably then that's going to be a little bit deeper and maybe even a little bit harder for you. I think when I was with you, I was like in the 78, like high 78. And wow, I felt okay. like I've done that uh, that set of five at two fifty, and that was the first time I really done a heavy set like all of the seventy fours, and uh, I've squatted like two seventy and stuff at that weight at at seventy eight seventy nine area, and uh, it feels all right. But obviously, that still isn't like anywhere near a peak. That's just throughout a block, just doing a two seventy squat and like two fifty for five. So I think hopefully if I get like my health back into check and like my back fixes up. It's going to be hard to cut, obviously. It's going to feel horrible going to 74, like sitting in the sauna and stuff. And I'm going to do more things like like in between like and see how that affects uh, the water cut. And, but yeah, I think, I think I'll make it. Like, I really do think I'll make it. Yeah, man. I mean, I definitely think that you're, you know, if you're floating around that 78, 79 mark, I think there's no real reason why you couldn't. Um, you know, it... Has your has your kind of squatting style changed significantly since like being a little bit lighter, like since being kind of more well ten kilos lighter than you would normally kind of walk around at? To be honest, mate, I can't even remember. It's literally been three months since I squatted. Uh, like, it, it, I think it felt. I can't really remember, mate. Honestly, it it felt. Oh, that's what I was doing. I was holding the bar. I started holding the bar a lot lower on my back again because uh, I don't know. I feel as though I need to start. I, I went up quite a bit. Uh, just because it felt nicer at that weight, but I felt for now I've widened my stance and brought the bar down again, and it's uh, just made it a little bit easier. But that could have been why I've injured my back once again, like like bit, using a bit more back in the squat to get the get the weight up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just kind of ending your squat with a little bit more forward lean, I guess, because there's a little bit yeah. less of you right underneath the bar now. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I mean the the squat that set that you're referring to. Um, the, like the 250 for five like was a technically really really sound set and wasn't you know maximal for you knowing what you know what you've done at 83 at least 
you know, even even that fifth rep doesn't slow down too much. Yeah, it felt good. It did feel good. We've obviously got the the classic like help me back into the rack thing, but other than that, yeah. man, it looks pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's always yeah, really. the thing. Yeah, is that just because of like how how low you're holding the bar in the rack in the rack? Yeah, it just feels that when I stand up again, I'm like I literally can't take a step forward. I just like to just push me in type of thing. Like <laughs> just take the weight. I want to talk about, if possible, this set of deadlifts that you sent over as well, Dylan. Oh, um, two seventy double or something. Yeah, it looks very, very tidy. Um, yeah. And then you know the weight's not not small. So um, why did you include this? I mean, like pretty much everything else you sent over for us to talk about was a squat. <laughs> um, but what makes this the one set of deadlifts that you want to highlight right here? Uh, I don't know. I just that's probably. It probably is like my tidiest set of deads. Uh, that's like something <laughs> something I've had to really try and bring up. And I feel as though I was doing real good. Even at uh, 74, like deads were feeling like almost on par with squats. And I was like, wow, this could be like like the time that I actually like put like pulled something decent compared to the squats. And because uh, obviously my deadlift has always been like lagging behind the squat. Yeah, man. I think the clip you might have sent over, Dylan, I'm just going to play it with the audio, might be where uh, they're, oh, talk they're right. talking about you being a sessioner. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, his job is a sessioner. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> God, I am so, do you know what? I'm so happy that I managed to go through. That like made my day. Like, I feel like seeing that on the, like, a few people tagged us in it. Obviously, because I hadn't watched anything since. And uh, I just thought, oh, haha, that's going to be funny. Like, my job's going to be up as, like, sessioner. And then when, like, the commentator started talking about it and I had no idea what was going on, it was like, it was just like, oh, my God. That, that. It was just, like, comedy gold for anyone who, like, it's more like like a British thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what? Why are you even laughing at this? But, like, <laughs> it was just so funny, like, to me. My I want to say that I find it, like, I find it kind of annoying that, like, you're asked to, declare what your job is right yeah yeah uh, when you're complete because it, it draws attention to the amateur yeah. like level of the sport right i think it honestly makes like it makes it look yeah. kind of shitty and yeah, it also is becoming outdated because so many people are basically powerlifters now yeah. right they're like strength coaches or, or influencers or whatever and i'm glad that so many british uh lifters have started taking the piss out of yeah. out of that like it is like you say it's like a british like stupid like thing that like kind of like a meme that a, a lot of the lifters do Instead of like, it's like, oh, he's, he's a painter. You know what I mean? It's like, why are you just <laughs> on there? Like, why are you just doing that? Because yeah. like, obviously, don't check. Like, what? How? How can stuff like that get through? It's like, no one seems to care. So why is it even there? Like, yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. But I think I, I got a little bit sold off for that as well for putting that. Because like, obviously, when it came out and it was like, oh, what? Like, why? Do you know what I mean? But it's like. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty harmless fun too, right? Like you haven't hurt anyone by yeah. making that joke. Like no. I don't, I don't really. I mean, I don't know who you got told off by, but um, I don't, I don't... Uh, did, didn't you hear Peach Gaston like flipped a table when he saw that? <laughs> he was like swearing up and down. He's like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> and uh, I, tried, I tried something daft for uh, Euros. I can't know what I tried to put, and they just like took my job title away. They just put the one I didn't have a job title. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Un unemployed. <laughs> Oh man. So uh diving into this then man, so what are your 
you kind of mentioned that after the 74s are kind of done with and you want to you want to kind of try to do one like training cycle or like you know training year at 74 what are what are the plans for you after that like do you kind of want to float around the 83s or have you got plans to do something else do you know what i'm not 100 percent sure but i'm getting a bit bored now of not getting stronger do you know what i mean so like, i might even just like go up, like not up, but like go up and like stay at 88 for a bit and actually like do some comps as a 93 and just like have a bit of fun. But then again, I still want to compete internationally. So it's like trying to find that sweet spot of what I'm actually going to do. Who knows? Like I literally, I, I've got no idea yet. I've got like loads of different like ideas of should I do this, should I do that? Like who actually knows? That's interesting, man. And uh, the, the idea of just kind of trying to compete internationally is, is the big goal for you kind of pretty yeah. continuously. Yeah? For now, for now anyways, until like who knows? Like I'm, yeah, like I'm saying, I am getting a bit bored of not making or making very minimal like gains in terms of like strength and like PBs. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it would it would often be suggested that going up a weight class would be kind of the the quickest way to to increase, especially in the squat and the bench press. You know, like the just more body mass, more of you under the bar, as it were. Like oftentimes that is the the piece of advice that people often give is is that right is that you know oh let your body weight creep up a little bit see how your squats feel see how your benches go feel and you know things like recovery can often be improved there too so you know it, it might very well work for yourself it'd be, it'd be really cool to see what you could squat at 93 like i always joke around with owen about like oh mate what do you think you could bench at 93 or even like 105 and you know the the increased leverages for somebody like yourself at you know at 93 if you were at 93, you know, you might find yourself squatting well over 300, maybe. You know, I don't want to speak for well, you. The goal, like, before, actually, the goal for 83 is, this is, like, long-term, is 333 at 83. That is, like, a goal. That I think I will get, you know, eventually. But uh, that's four times body weight. Is it? Yeah, four times body weight. 332 is 83 times four. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think, I'm not sure why I said, yeah, three, whatever it is, 332, 333. That is a... Uh, like a long-term goal, which I think it's a cheap look at people like Russ now. They're basically squatting that already. Do you know what I mean? And uh, so it's obviously like obtainable, but it's just it'll take a lot of years, I reckon, for someone like myself. Because that's the thing as well. Like, obviously, people like you look at Russ, he is a powerlifter. Do you know what I mean? He trains, eats, sleeps, and he just goes to the gym. Where like me, I've literally got to like whole whole balls about all over the country all over, like all over europe i've like had to go to belgium and find gyms i find i've got to find gyms everywhere and i, I obviously i work long weeks and trying to find training in between like working like 80 hours a week it's pretty hard as well especially when i'm on night shift now like I'm, just before this podcast i woke up i've had like five hours sleep and then i'm gonna try and do like a quick session after this and then go back to work but it's, it is I'm not like trying to like have the sob story, but it is harder than just just training. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, yeah. um, o- Owen's talked a number of times on this podcast about how, like, it's it's just gonna be so fucking difficult to win uh, the British, as especially as an eighty-three. Well, um, I mean, like his his personal thing is like um, a ten x body weight total, mm. right? Is is gonna be like. Wh- what you need you know in oh, order to win which is uh and i think he implied that like you wouldn't that wouldn't guarantee you the no. win either which no. is fucking which is crazy i'm like owen like are you telling me you could like 
you could pull 300, squat 300, and bench, you know, like 500 quid, right? You could bench 230 in competition, and you still wouldn't get a gold medal, like, at the British. Uh, and, yeah. British level. But I don't think that'll be this year, maybe not next, but I think within within four years, it's going to be, like, top three or eight, 30 plus, 100%, like. There's like two like, uh, is it Jurens? I can't remember how to pronounce his name properly. Yeah, I think it's Jurens. Yeah. Look at it. He's just chilling in his garage or whatever. Like everything looks so easy and it's so annoying. He's like, he's oof, he's getting close to that spot. He is getting close. And he <laughs> might break it. He might break it, man. No. He might actually get there. And Owen's getting close as well, man, for that 290, like on the platform. I think Jurens mm -hmm. did he double 290 in the gym up in there. I think he might have double two ninety two. I think he might have double two ninety two. I could be wrong. I mean it's not it's no two ninety five doubles like but, <laughs> but... <laughs> Let me have a little look. Yeah. Here. And the thing is as well, he doesn't cut urines. He weighs at like he comes in like low eighties, I'm sure. Jesus. So he's got like room to actually grow as well still. So he could get there, he really could. So he's done two singles at 292, and then he did uh, two by two at 270. Right. And that was on the uh, 15th of February. Yeah, so that's oof, that's a good month ago. So who knows what like is going on now? Do you know what I mean? It's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting day when there are five or six of you guys really duking it out, and the field is like deep. You know, like it can go any one direction depending on what kind of day somebody has or how a certain lift goes for anyone. And it's you know? that maybe like. Soon as well, a 300 kilo squat might not even like get you the platform, like first thing, mm -hmm. and that that is that's happening at the worlds already. But even at the British, soon 300s might not even be won't even be the standard anymore. Like it's going to be you're going to have to like be squatting like three five, three ten to get like a squat medal. I know I know you don't get medals at the British, but you know what I mean. Like to like be in consideration, like one two or three. Yeah. And how does that make you feel, man? Does, like does that like light a fire under your ass? Does that make you feel better about competing? I, I just want to be able to train. Man, I can't, like, it's annoying. I want to be able to actually start pushing myself again. It is annoying, but at the same time, got to be sensible, at least. <laughs> Try to be. Yeah, but I'm excited to, like, actually get on the MC as well. Like, I, I can't, I actually enjoy watching powerlifting, like, any class. Because, see, that's what I think, like, even... Well, that's why I, I think powerlifting is a little bit different to your normal, like, sport. Like, if you watch, like, amateur football or whatever, like... It, it, like, it's not as good as professional football. Obviously, that's the same. But even in, like, a local policy comp, you've still got people maxing out and grinding out, and it's still entertaining. You know, like, watching yeah. someone grind still. Like, you get that no matter what level. So, like, when mm -hmm. I'm, like, shooting on the mic, like, come on! <laughs> that is real hype. That's not put on. I'm actually, like, genuinely, like, excited to, like, watch everyone, like, grind out lifts and stuff. You know what I mean? It's fun. I actually, yeah. lots of people say, oh, it's not fun to watch, but I actually do enjoy watching it, weirdly enough. Why, why do you think that is, man? Do you just kind of enjoy, like, the energy and people just maxing out, or...? Maybe, yeah, maybe. Like I say, it's different to watching, like, any other, like, beginners, like, do their sport for the first time. Because they might just be, like... Like, it's not... It doesn't look very... It's not, like, uh, skillful, obviously. Do you know what I mean? Like, beginners... But like I say, beginners and powers are still, like, TV and still grinding. And still like getting hyped by every lift, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. the energy is still there. The weight's not the same, but obviously the energy and stuff is still there. 
Yeah, like you that's I've never actually thought about that before, but like if you go to, to a powerlifting comp, then you are guaranteed to see someone give it absolutely everything, oh, right? Yeah. Like like yeah. if not if not one person, probably several people, yeah. probably most of them, right? They're gonna absolutely go for it. And you're not really guaranteed that with I can think like many other sports, you know, yeah. like someone's yeah. gonna go flat out. That's why I do enjoy just like going to I always go to like my divisional comps and stuff and I'm always like now I'm always on the on the mic and I'm always like just like genuinely just like chilling at the comp. Um, Pete, which of these big sets do you want to talk about? Uh, do you want to talk about next? Well, like, if we if we just kind of jump into like what your what your headspace was going into Euros in 2019, you know how right. you were feeling, how training had been, and then also kind of like, you know, did you did you kind of have any any major game plans? And you know, if so, were there were they all revolving around the squat, or were they to try and you know? do certain things in terms of metal placings and that sort of thing? Uh, for Euros, I actually really, really wanted to win outright because uh, training up to that injury one month out, everything was going good. Uh, bench and deadlift as well. Everything, like, at PB, my dad still at that comp. But, uh, like I say, for, I think, on deadlifts, I think I was doing one heavy triple a week. One, uh, and that was it. That's all I could really, like, handle from my back. Just annoying, man, because that was, like, the last chance to actually, like, stand gold you know and i came second overall got a uh, gold squat second overall i obviously i was a bit good in the last month but i still thought i had that chance to win but uh just got out outdone on the day there's nothing you can do you know what i mean when someone's a little bit stronger on the day mm -hmm. did you lose to chido is that who beat you no uh euros yeah no no uh some russian guy oh right yeah, i think it was, it was this belarusian guy who was like uh, suspiciously jacked. No, actually, um, I'm gonna say. I beat him. I did. You beat that guy. Yeah, okay. It was like an actual nice. Russian. So it was me, the Russian, and the Belarusian. It was like, right, right, right. He is. Have you seen him now? No. At, no. At 93, he's just bigger, but he's the same amount of leanness. He's a 10 kilos heavier, but he's still ripped. Uh, hmm. But yeah, he does. He looks pretty jacked. Like, he does look pretty jacked. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, the, the Russian guy. Uh, it was annoying as well because uh, I got beat by seven and a half kilos. And on his third attempt, quite clearly, uh, his arse comes off the bench and it was seven and a half kilos on his second. But uh, no one called it, no one saw. And it's quite clear as well. But hey, this is a bit of conspiracy for you, right? This is a bit of conspiracy, right? Mm -hmm. So, three judges. One of them's Russian, right? Who give him the white, like obviously give him a white when his ass came up, and then the other on the left, what whatever I just said, give him the red, and obviously the, mm -hmm. the head judge give a white as well. That's all I'm gonna say on that. Who knows? Maybe it was a coincidence. Maybe it was a coincidence, but that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying on that one. Yeah. Anyways, one of them in it. That's um. That can go in our like. We, we're, we've got an expanding dictionary of like ways to cheat in powerlifting, um, such as we recently talked about ear shotting, which is well, Bryce brought this up, which, where you um, you basically, when your competitor is going out for their second attempt, say, I hope he hits depth this time, like loud enough for the refs to hear. There's an easier way than that, much easier. Hey, go on. Stay pressed before the referee does. Huh. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, sorry, mate. Oh. That's actually happened before at comps. But like when someone's dad is said press, you know, and like not realize. Gamesmanship, eh? <clears throat> mm -hmm. 
gamesmanship. Gamesmanship. Yeah. You can just call it cheating. I'm fine. I'm fine with like just calling it cheating. Honestly. Yeah. Bit of cheating in it. Bit of cheating. A little bit of cheating. It's like sugar in your sleeves. Oh yeah, Dylan. Let's let's actually let's <laughs> let's talk about actually. This is one thing that you just put in my mind. You are, um, you're you're a bit of a knee sleeve scientist, aren't you? So let's let's talk about your your ability to, um, the 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 original getting into knee sleeves that are smaller than you should be able to get on, and, and ways that you've kind of been able to adapt that. Maybe we can signpost people over to uh, your YouTube channel with that, and then also this recent discovery of uh, adapting knee sleeves with um, <laughs> techniques that are often used in the equipped piloting game. So yeah, let's talk about that, yeah. man. No, it was. It wasn't just a bit of fun, obviously, because uh, like the, like Palace Parkhead is like a, a equipped piloting gym, like originally. So like Duffy and the boys, like they would sugar their feet and stuff like to make them stiff and weren't strong. And uh, I've been, it's been on my mind for ages. Just like I really think, like I wonder what would happen if you did just sugar a sleeve. Like what would actually happen? So I just made a video and like done it, and it worked like so well. Uh, not so well as in like I would like it's a good thing to do, but like. It shrinks the sleeve and makes it like twenty times tighter. Uh, so everyone was like, "Can you talk us through the process real quick?" So yeah, it's pretty simple. All you got to do is boil lots of water, put put it in like a big like bucket, anything you've got, and uh, I put I think I put two kilos of sugar in, and let like okay. stir, stir it up, like make that uh, nice and so like it all dissolves in. And it must create like like a bit of like a sticky, obviously, whatever. And then, like a uh, syrup, right? It's like a syrup almost. Yeah, like a syrupy, syrupy, like a like a thin syrup basically. And then once you put the sleeves and leave them in, I think I left them in for a good half an hour, maybe even longer. And uh, they felt fine coming out and stuff. And then when I put them on the radiator, I left them overnight. Like they're just like shriveled and like shrunk <laughs> and like as if they've like been like everything had been sucked out of them and like they're just turned to this like tiny sleeve. And I, I it was. I basically couldn't get one of them on my legs. They got that tight. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people were, like, kicking off about that, saying, oh, my God, like, why, why would you do this? Like, this doesn't even make me... But obviously, like, no one understood that. If you, if you actually watched the video properly, me and Tyler are just, like, laughing on and joking and, like, laughing about the whole thing. It's not that I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is how I can stop more. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't, I wasn't actually <laughs> able to do it, but uh, I yeah. just thought it was a fun thing to try. Do you know what I've thought about doing, actually, which could... Obviously, it's got nothing to do with uh, like actual comp. But I would put your, if your your slingshot gets loose, like sugar or slingshot, and that could actually like bring mm. it back. Do you know what I mean? I was thinking about doing like a quick like three minute like video on that and sugar and a slingshot and see how it actually does. Just a bit of fun. So the the other video that like went, I guess you know ha has had a lot of viewership is um about using <laughs> about using bottles of frosty jacks to stretch out yeah. some sleeves. So to yeah. basically get a pair of sleeves that you can't quite get on and then almost like stretch them out kind of overnight for almost like a competition yeah. use or whatever else. Um, so like what, what was the, I guess, what was the initial problem that you were facing when trying to, trying to come up with this? Yeah. And then um, how, how effective did you find that? Oh, I think it does work. Like, I think it's because I bought uh, some extra smalls and I couldn't get them on. So I was like, God, like how, I couldn't be bothered to send them back. So I was just thinking like, what can I do to just make these like, the way I like to put it is like, say if you've got a pair of mediums and a small, to make like it's medium, do you know what I mean? Like to get that little bit in between. And then that's basically what happened with the extra smalls. I was like, wow, these feel real tight on my legs. They've worked, stretch them out a tiny bit. 
it basically like it like you know when your sleeves get a bit loose and like the stitching just pulls a bit. That's basically what happens when you when you leave them on overnight. It just stretches the stitching a bit, and it, you can get it on. And uh, but I wouldn't recommend like wearing them for every single session. It's because uh, then you lose. You, it will stretch even more. You know, the more you wear, mm. it's more to just like get a fresh pair in. And because uh, obviously, it's it it might not help loads, but it's gonna give you a little bit. Surely it is. I don't care what people say. Oh, new sleeves don't help. They help a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if they didn't help, no one would wear them. Like, get out of here. Like, why would you wear them if they don't help them? Uh, yeah. So why not? It's like, especially if you're going to international comps. Like, why wouldn't you use everything you can? That's why. Why, in like stuff like internationals, why don't you need to take everything off when you weigh in? Like every piece of jewelry, every piece of underwear. It's because on them scales, it's like every gram. Is that mm. not like every? At some divisional comps, it's like every 200 grams or every 50 grams, like on the scales. And that, yep. that you see all the time on the on the scoreboard, you can see people's weight are literally within like three grams of each other. So like that's why yep. you've got to make sure you do stuff like that. And another thing I would always do, even if you're not cutting weight, always, always, always take a laxative before the day before, because like that is just dead weight. Like why not do that? That you could lose, you could lose like. Anywhere between 100 to 300 grams, just of like mm-hmm. literal shit inside of you. So why not? Why not just get rid of it and like be lighter on the scales to be more competitive? And that's how I yeah. see it. Anyway. Obviously, you are gonna sometimes cause an accident as well. But that, that's, just a given. that's just a given. <laughs> yeah. That was a bit of a segue. I can't remember what the initial point was now. No, me either. <laughs> We were uh, we were talking about uh, like different things that you've done with knee sleeves over time. Have you ever played? Have you ever played around with like trying to modify any of your other kit? Or um, have have you ever lifted in equipment? Like, what was your experience like? Yeah, and how did you find that, man? Did that teach you a lot of lessons? I've only done a comp, uh, not comp, two a session or two. I really do want to lift them too. I really want to try. I want to like, but the hard thing is, like, it's it's much better when you're with a. a a squad of equipped lifters. Like I say, Parker is equipped, but no one really, like, Duffy's done it for, like, so long that he's, like, he's got, like, PTSD from, like, lifting in suits, you know what I mean? Because he <laughs> But that's all there was. Like, back when Duffy started lifting, and, like, Parker and all the lifters then, you, there was no such thing as, like, raw powerlifting. It was just powerlifting, which was, you've got to wear a suit and a bench shirt. And then, mm. uh, but I'm, I'm, every now and then, I'm, like, trying to get everyone, like, oh, let's just do, let's just train for, like, three, four months and, like, jump back in the suit and like let's see what it's like but no one really wants to because obviously it is like painful and stuff and uh like you feel like your head's gonna explode no matter what weight you've got on the bar and uh but yeah like Duffy like Jesus I, I wonder what he could squat in a suit now he used to squat like two thirty raw and he would squat like three oh eight in a suit. Like hmm. he like mastered like lift squatting in a suit. It was really really good. So and that was like when he was a 74 junior, so who knows why he could squat like an 83 senior now in his suit. Uh, I got a question for you, Dylan. So a lot of these clips that you sent us, right, you're you're squatting massive weights, uh, especially for someone who weighs what you do. And you're a very high level of animation. You usually have all your boys, right? Yeah. So my question is, how long does like a lifting session take uh, oh, when it's when it's that kind of of session i'm talking like three hours just to squat sometimes literally right i'm so right. much 
between sets. Like to like mentally like, get ready again. Like once you've calmed down, you're like, Phew. and you like have a bit, especially at Parker. Jesus Christ, sometimes I'm in that gym from like four to nine, like just to do mm. a squat and bench. Do you know what I mean? Which is like pretty excessive, but uh, it is really excessive. But that's like obviously when I'm when I've got all the free time in the world and I'm I've, my contract's finished and I'm at home. Do you know what I mean? I've got. I actually enjoy staying at the gym for a while just because sometimes it's months and months before I've actually like been in that environment again and it's just fun to like catch up and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm like I'm talking long, long sessions when I'm when I'm really like when I've got all the time in the world, my sessions are long. Yeah, when you've tried equipment, does that add time or is it about the same because it was already like so long? It would. Well, I never had like full proper sessions of equipment, but. It would probably, I would have to try and like cut some time out. But like an average person, it's a lot longer. But I don't, how could I be in the gym any longer than that? Do you know what I mean? Okay. I have to like, yeah, yeah. Stuff, so, but yeah, it would still be a long, long session because you've got to then, every set, you've got to unwrap and wrap your knees. You've got to pull your suit up, back and down. You've got to get every set again. You've got to have someone else load the bar because you can't bend over. Do you know what I mean? mm-hmm. like, that's why, I'm not sure how Tony does it, to be honest. Like, how does Tony train by himself in the bloody garage and squat like 400 kilos? Like, what is going on? That is just like next level. Like, some that is just crazy, in my opinion. Like, I could never imagine that. But he must have been doing it for what 20 years, maybe even longer. Yeah, I also I also don't know that. I don't know that <laughs> info. <laughs> like, it's mad. It's mad. It's, Every it's now one, Tony like, wow, like what is going on? There's me thinking you've come from like a fully equipped uh, background, you know. I, th- I thought you grew up doing that stuff. I didn't realize that you, um, I don't know why, I just thought that was the start of your career. Um, well, Paul, maybe because I, you know, I knew you were training with Duffy and I knew that was kind of his background, but uh, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, I mean, it would be, it would be super exciting to see what you could squat, you know, in a suit. That is, yeah, that's the devil on your shoulder, being like, hmm, what could you squat in a suit? That's that's the part of it that appeals to me too, man. Like it's uh, having spoken to to Bryce, who's one of the co-hosts on this program, is like, you know, he switched over to equipped, and it is truly like that kind of like, you know, what no, but like what could you do? You know, like what is the heaviest amount of weight that you can really hold and handle in your hands or on your back? Like, you know, well, see, that's what I think as well. If you've got a big squat, like it's a lot. Obviously, if you've got a big deadlift, you're going to pull a lot more, but you've still got to hold on to it. With a squat, it's literally your, the suit is the factor. Like, your grip, it, you know what I mean? Like, the, the grip on the bar is still, like, if you could have a sick grip. You might not be able to pull much more. But in a suit, if you if you learn how to squat in a suit, Jesus, you could probably squat a lot. Well, you've seen that Polish, you know the Polish 74? Yaroslav Oleg. I was just thinking about this what guy. and literally squats five times body weight. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what he's up to now, but like, I I hadn't really heard about him when Wildlands Media went to IPF Open Worlds in 2018, which is also in Sweden, and um, he just came out as a 74 and he squatted 370 kilos, and I, I was like, this is different. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I, I, yeah, this it's is different. And you've got to think, wow, that is like some way to handle. It. I think it is five times body weight. I think he weighed like seventy three six, and I think I think it worked out five times body weight. Seventy. Is that is that why he went for like that number exactly then? Seventy three point six x five is oh my god, 
Yeah, it's two kilos above that actually. Uh, five what, times three, that. F- five times what he weighed that day is three hundred and sixty-eight kilos, and he squatted three seventy. Wow. That's wow. Jesus How Christ. How bad is that? Yeah, no one like that is ridiculous, Ben. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's, but like that is something that's like wow. But like, like saying, not many people know. Um, Blaine Sumner. It's like a look. He's just like not. Like people don't give him the hype that he really deserves to be honest. Like he benches four hundred and fifty-five kilos benching. Like he looks like a cartoon strongman oh, with that dude. amount of weight on the bar, yeah. and he's bench pressing it. It's it's absurd. Like the first and probably the only person that ever bench a thousand single ply. Yeah. Only is it? Yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah. Only person to do it, and and tested as well. IPF. No one's ever done it single ply after or previous. I'm sure. There's been a couple, you know, multiply SSP comps where people bench a thousand but Jesus one. Let's be real. <laughs> bench a thousand there. Like I don't want to cause like controversy, but you know what I mean? Is that is that So when are you gonna get into equipment, Dylan? When are we, when are you gonna find out what you can squat? I wanna do you know what I want to do it now? But like I say, I don't think at the minute, Jesus, my back definitely could not handle that. I, w- I don't think I would do it at seventy four. So I think that could be a reason why the injuries are getting a bit worse because the body weight's lower, and I'm okay. still trying to it. So I'd be 83, uh, but I'd love to see what I could squat. I'd love to squat like six reds, 325, stuff like that. So I think that would that would even be like much of a that that's not like unreasonable to suggest I can squat 325 with a suit on. I don't think that's made it sound like it's easy. You don't you don't just put a suit on and squat 325. Do you know what I mean? You really get afraid to do it. But I think that's within the realm of possibility 325 at 83. Pretty, do you know what I mean? If I, if I do like, get back up there. That, mm-hmm. then I think that would be short term. Who knows what I'd like. like. I'd love to squat a lot more. But like I say, you need, like, you need the boys. You need like everyone around you. You need like a team. It, it's not that uh, a lot of the Eastern Europeans, like the countries that are international, they take three people just to wrap knees. Pretty crazy. I've heard of some like, some stories, uh, like we're talking about cheating before. Uh, I've heard of people like pouring talc in the chalk and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And that, was just, that one just reminded us. <laughs> like putting talc in, you get, get it on your hands, you get it on your back, and it's like, whoa, like, why can't I hold on to anything else? Uh, yeah. But oh, Jesus, some of them Russians are canny mad. Have you seen, do you know what? I can't remember the guy's name. Where he went out, I think he was a 105, maybe a 93. He went out to squat something ridiculous I'm sure we're talking 400 the suit pops on him have you seen this? He's I don't a, think I've seen this he's a oh, he's God. a he's a Ukrainian oh, yeah the it's, suit pops um, on him on his second attempt so he falls out he, like the suit rips and like, oh. falls, like it's like real bad and then he comes out comes out on his third with a new suit on and squats even more yeah that is that yeah. is like what is going on like who brings <laughs> their suits and like get <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? That is like pretty mad. Like it is pretty mad. Comes out and squats it. It's unreal. It is pretty good to watch. I forget. Yeah, so see something crazy like that in a like uh, classic or like raw competition. Do you know what I mean? Some of them stuff is pretty mental. It's funny as well, man. Uh, do you know the, the little light like fifty nines and the sixty sixes? Like when they're out doing the squats. Mm. Oh, have you ever watched the the comp? Obviously, you've been there. Uh, after they'll do a squat, the the handler will run and pick them up and, dr- and like carry them off. The- <laughs> you know what I mean? Because obviously the knees are wrapped and they want to get them undone and stuff. I think that's pretty funny. 
uh, watching stuff like that, it just upsets me. I remember that. And I was thinking, like, um, are they going to still be doing that when it's like super heavy's out? Are they going to have like a team of five people like carrying <laughs> Konovalov like up onto the platform? <laughs> I know it's mad, man. It is mad. Yeah, I do. I, honestly, I do enjoy watching like all the different like types of com. I know I normally do watch a lot of the live streams when it's on. Not every every single one. Obviously, no one can do that. But yeah, man, it's fun. Pete, what are you looking up right now, man? Trying to find this um, this Ukrainian because I've mentioned this squat more than once, um, and I'm pretty sure it was in the 105s. Um, it might have been 93. Uh, Bryce knows this chap by name, Bryce Krawcheck. He 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 mentioned this when we've we've discussed. Oh, it he's one of um, Bryce's Ukrainian idols, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is it is insane because it all happens so so fast. Um, and literally, the, the like the crotch of this guy's suit just explodes, and he just falls out the bottom, and then um, he comes back out for the next one and just smokes it. We'll put this uh, squat in amongst Dylan's squats on our Instagram page. If you've been <laughs> listening to this, going like, "What? What are you talking about?" Don't worry, you can go there and find it later on, or now. In fact, it'll be there by the time you're listening to this. Sweet. Um, all right, Dylan, where can people find you, man? Is there anything you want to plug or anything you want to talk about? Or, uh, it's just I've got obviously Instagram, swollen score shady. I'd post like lifting and just like life on there, but it's you know, it's some bit of like bit of crap and stuff. And uh, me and my mate Tyler, we've got a YouTube channel and like a brand, it's called Union Jack on YouTube, and uh, we're trying to like uh be a bit more frequent and stuff. We've got a few like ideas in the pipeline, hopefully. Once everything's sorted, once I'm home, once we can actually like be together again, probably that'll be a lot better as well. So yeah, Union Jack on YouTube and Swole Shady on Instagram. Yeah, yeah so on that uh, on the YouTube channel you'll see all those uh, videos that I mentioned about sugaring your sleeves and about potentially trying to, you know, stretch out some sleeves as well. Um, a couple of really good Pretty, pretty informative, Dylan. I have to say, videos <laughs> on your on your YouTube channel there. So, yeah, wicked. Uh, you can find me at Peach Squats or at Battalion Barbell for my coaching services, uh, and you can find the podcast on X One Eight uh, on Instagram. Uh, please like, leave us a review, and you know, leaving a comment and letting us know what you think, and reaching out and letting us know who you want to have on the podcast. Because, like we mentioned, Dylan was requested by a few people, so here he is. Um, Sammy, anything you want to leave him with? Nope. Uh, just as usual, the next time you will hear from us is on the 11th of April. That's what month we're in now, right? Yes. yes. 11th of April. See you then. Sweet.